Luton Life, brought to you by the Mall Luton. This is the place to come if you want to lift the lid on the real life of Luton. Finding out about the people who make others' lives that little bit happier, that little bit easier, and that little bit safer. Weaving colour through everyday life in Luton. Here's the Mall Luton Sophie Solaria. I'm Sophie and welcome to the Luton Mall's new community podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, we're diving straight into the heart of the community. So today I'm visiting a charity that's been integral to Luton throughout the pandemic. I'm off to the Luton Food Bank. Supported by the Mall Luton, the Food Bank was chosen as their charity of the year both this year and last. They've also just organised a transfer of almost £5,000, which will help with their cause, and they need it. As on average, the food bank distribute around 300 food parcels a week. That's over 15,500 a year. Not a small amount of food, not a small amount of work for the staff and volunteers. Let's head over to the scene now. So I've just pulled up in my car in Hightown, which is where the head office of the Luton Food Bank is based. Of course, because of COVID restrictions, I'm going to have to put a mask on for this report. Um, So if it's a bit muffled and the sound quality is not ideal, you understand why. We have to be very, very safe. And the worst thing would be is if these volunteers got COVID because basically Luton needs them. I'm going to head into the office now to meet Salma Khan. Now, Salma is essentially the person that runs this. She does lots of things for the food bank. I think she's in through this door, I've been told to come. And uh, I think pretty much she holds the whole thing together, but she won't admit it. Let me knock on the door to meet Salma now. Hello. Hi. Hi. Pleased to meet you. Thanks for having me today. Salma Khan is the project manager at the food bank. She pretty much runs the show backstage and it's her job to manage the charity. She sorts out the staff, ensures there's enough food coming in for the clients and raises awareness so that there isn't anyone in the town who doesn't know about them. Selma told me a heartbreaking story and it's the reason why she got involved with the food bank in the first place. I just left my work in the council and in my head I was thinking I'm retiring and just going to be a stay-at-home mum and I started helping at my husband's grassroots football club and um, we came across a, a family that was struggling and we could tell because the child when he was playing football he, he just didn't have the energy so my husband kind of probed it and we found out that the boy hadn't eaten breakfast and then we, we kind of probed it a bit more and we found out they didn't have food in the house so what we did is we sent a message around to all the parents and we had bags and bags of food. Of course you did. It was like, I would say, 40 Sainsbury's bags full of shopping. And then I said to my husband, there must be something that helps families like this in the town. And I saw a job for a food bank um, project coordinator and I thought, what a coincidence. And I didn't tell my husband. Salma told me she went for the job without telling anyone, including her husband. And of course she got it. Salma and her team work tirelessly to ensure no one goes hungry in Luton. And you can tell, this isn't just a job for Salma, it's a vocation. I love it. I absolutely love it. Every day when I'm going home, um, I know that I've made a difference to someone's life. And especially at the end of the week when we tally up how many food passes we've given out, I know that we've fed that many people that would have probably gone hungry if we didn't. How does it change lives? 
it can happen to anyone. It can happen to me. It can happen to you. So it could be something small as my washing machine breaking down. And if I'm hand to mouth and I don't have any surplus money, I can't feed my family. So I'm in a financial crisis. Then I can, in essence, go and see someone who is a referral agent who would then talk to me and issue me a food voucher. And then I can go and pick up food and feed my family who would otherwise go hungry. We see ourselves as an integral part of the community. I think you are an integral part of the community and I can't imagine how overworked you must have been during the pandemic. How did Covid affect the food bank? Did it did it really come into its own? Yes, it did really affect us. I mean, the week that lockdown was announced, everybody was stocking up, shopping, and they were taking the food items that we would normally put in a food parcel. So we were really concerned. Our food parcel numbers doubled. Um, but we managed it because we always ensure that we have enough stock in. We called out to the public and the community of Luton is so amazing. They always support us when we put out a call and we got the food in and we were able to feed those families. So um, it was a really testing time for us because testing time for the country, for the town and a testing time for us as a charity too. Oh, it must have just been such a year for you guys. But... The fact that Luton did pull together, because it really is such a community, isn't it? The community spirit in Luton is is like no other. They are so supportive, the schools, the businesses. The mall is amazing. The amount of food that they've helped us with and fundraising and donations, absolutely amazing. I'm glad you mentioned the mall because, of course, at the heart of the community does literally sit the mall Luton doesn't Absolutely, it? Yeah. And I know that I've seen um, a food box outside Tesco. So is is it a case that somebody will go into Tesco, buy a little bit of extra and put it straight into that food bank outside the shop? That's correct. And we've been working with them all for a few years now before we became the charity. And um, it's perfect. You know, if somebody goes into Tesco, they can see um, our donation points outside. They can donate food to us. And we pick up regularly two or three times a week from there. And that food then directly goes into a food parcel that supports families in Luton. So it's amazing. Sam was right, of course. It is amazing. It's also a shock that in 2021, people in a developed country such as the UK could actually be without food and go hungry. But the power of kindness is trying to prevent this from happening in Luton. I felt very privileged when meeting Salma that I didn't struggle with this type of hardship. But I therefore had no idea how someone would access a food bank in the first place. So I asked her. What's the process if someone then needs to access that food bank? You know, who do you speak to? Do people just go and help themselves from the box outside the Tesco? Not at all. It's really easy. We've got over 100 referral agents across the town. A referral agents is um, an organisation that we've got a, an understanding with and they have access to our food vouchers. So, for example, we have schools, we have NHS, we have the council, um, we have other charities. So what they will do is um, talk to the client, see what the issue is and give them a food voucher. So I could phone my doctor, for example? If your doctor's a referral, but the main point is contact the food bank and we will direct you. So we don't want people to worry. Our phone number and email is widely available. So just give us a call and we will direct you. And then where do people collect this food from? So we keep it really discreet because we really um, look after the client. So on the voucher, it'll say where to pick up the food parcel. So I have a choice of five different 
distribution centers I can go to. Um, and what we find is some clients like to pick up from distributions that are not close to their home because they don't want anybody finding out. And because we don't advertise our distribution points, it's really discreet. So I can, for example, go to a, a food bank which is a bit further away from me and pick up food and no one would know that I've been to the food bank. There's no particular age range, but families and single men are the most common users of the food bank, said Selma. Anyone in a financial crisis will qualify, and if you've had an impact to your financial situation, there will be a parcel of food waiting for you. That's their promise. And you don't have to prove your financial income. So how many people are they actually helping? I would say we're averaging about 250 to 300 parcels a week. So that's over... A thousand parcels um, a month. That's a lot of parcels, actually, more than I expected. Just for Luton. That's right. And if you think of the food items that go in, on average, we say about 15 items. So that's over 15,000 items. I know when you came in, you thought that was a lot of food in the food bank, but a lot of food also goes out of the food bank at the same time. Yeah, I can't imagine how many volunteers must work with you how many do work with you so we have over 30 regular volunteers sadly due to the pandemic um our volunteers were mostly retired people and um, for their safety they had to stay home so we had to recruit more volunteers and train them up really quickly um and our volunteers are the heart of the food bank i would say you speak of charity the food bank is the more luton's charity of the year this year and it was also last year what does it mean to you to be charity of the year twice running the being the more's charity is really beneficial for us the mall is the center of the town and a really important part of the town so it gave us the opportunity to raise awareness in the town it gave us the opportunity to fundraise it, it's just been a lifesaver for the food bank it's just been absolutely amazing and of course they also do their own campaigns for you they did a harvest festival donation event in october for example these kind of events i guess really raise your profile absolutely they come at an important time for us and the mall has access to so much more than that we have as a small charity so they get to raise awareness and collect more food for us at a bigger scale mm. they did um, the santa's grotta for us as well last year and that raised um close to I think £20,000. Oh my goodness. Absolutely and that was amazing for us because that money then went back into uh, providing food parcels for the people of Luton so what's really good about it is that you can see where that money's been spent once you're collecting it and giving it. And to be honest where better than to shop at the mall and then put your food into the basket you kind of work hand in hand it's all about sharing isn't it and that's what we like to promote as a food bank is when people do donate to us you're sharing because we never know you know we, we could be just a paycheck away ourselves from a food bank and sharing is all about helping others isn't it and that's what we do taking out to the warehouse where it all happens and I'm going to introduce you to Paul who is actually the heart and soul of the food bank. He is the most dedicated person I've ever met and he volunteers and helps and goes over and beyond his role as a warehouse um, supervisor. So he is the person we need to talk to. Sama has just been singing your praises to me. You are the reason that this all works apparently. 
My mum always used to say, as long as you've got a roof over your head and food in the cupboard, you're sorted. You're sorted. You're sorted. So, you know, and that sort of stuck with me. So this is Paul, the warehouse manager and backbone of the operation. And he was as lovely as Selma described him. Hardworking, passionate and caring. Paul told me the reason why he does it. Um, and very passionate about the food bank um, because I've been in the position that majority of the people that we give food to are being in that position. So Paul had been there himself. He'd faced a time of extreme hardship and hunger at a time when food banks didn't exist. Can you tell me what it's like for a person to go without food? It's, it's the worst thing I've, I've experienced in my life. All your other senses go overdrive. Uh, I went without food for two and a half days. Uh, I had no electric, no gas. Um, I had no food. So everybody else was cooking. So you could smell the bacon, the sausages, the pies. You could smell everything. You go to bed early, trying to get up the next morning to try and make it easier, but you can't sleep because you're so hungry. Your stomach is going 10 to the dozen and you just can't sleep. So it's the worst thing I've ever known. It really is. It really is bad. So, you know, that is why I do what I do and what we do, the food bank and the volunteers. People say that you're only one paycheck away from being in that situation, or yeah. is it three paychecks? No, one wage slip away. That's all you are. As soon as, you know, we get, we get uh, clients for us who have been working for 40, 50 years and they have to come to us and they're so proud and they're so ashamed to come to us but we try and make them as comfortable as possible. You know, we try and get them over the threshold. As soon as they get through over the threshold, we've got them and they will make sure that they will come to us. You know, these people have to have food and get the right process and the right help. Support and help from Paul is what anyone would want. And at this point, I was only in the doorway. I needed to go in and have a look at all the food. Do you mind showing me around this warehouse? Well, with pleasure, with pleasure. It's so, absolutely huge. Uh, yes, it is. It's a proper warehouse. Um, people are amazed at the amount of food that we have in here. We get roughly through the doors and through to clients about five and a half to six thousand items of food every week. Oh my goodness. It's between three to four hundred parcels a week that we do normally. It's all non-perishable stuff. Uh, so it's dried pasta, dried rice anything tinned or anything like that. Let's have a little look around. What soup. you do, you've got your soups, yep. what you have to do, also anything that comes in, any food that comes in, yep. which is donated, yep. all right, has to be uh, processed, which we're doing over there in the, uh, where the volunteers are doing, yep. uh, and we have to check the date. So we'll make sure that everything is in date. Anything which is in, uh, in date, which goes into our parcels, and then we have 21s, 22s, 23s, 2024s and 2025s. What are they? 24, 23. 20, we got 20. Oh, the date! Years! Oh, the years! The years, look, 2022. We got 2024, and then we got 2025. Oh, you can say I wouldn't be a very good volunteer. <laughs> so I? we have to put everything in its date. So we need the 21s and 22s to go out first, yeah. and then the 24s and 25s we have to put to one side. It's good Paul's running the show and not me, right? Anyway, I was pleased to see the warehouse was full to the brim with food, whatever the date. So you've got things like rice here, custard yeah, we've got rice, tins, we've got tea, tea bags, bags, pasta, rice pudding, soups, tin pasta, what we call tin pastas, noodles in tomato sauce. Yeah. Uh, we have juice, we have uh, UHC milk. That's just one rack. Yeah, if you could come around here, 
Now in here, this is where our volunteers, and without the volunteers, we would be lost. Okay, without them, we wouldn't be able to do half of what we do. So anything that comes in has to be processed and has to be counted, do a stock sheet, and then we check the dates and we put them either on one side or the other. This is our picking area. So when we do parcels, we pick from here. Okay. It's like shopping. We've got shopping, shopping lists like that. Wow, you have, yeah. Yep. Uh, it tells you on one side the item and the other side how many we put into a parcel. do now is we are going to make a adult parcel up for our clients. Uh, it's like shopping, uh, we have a shopping list. It tells you the items and the quantity that we need to put into our parcel. Alright, so there's your shopping list. We have a shopping basket and this is where we shop from. This is our picking face. So milk in there first, then we go along, we need juice, one of those, then we need pasta, which will go down into here, pasta, biscuits, any biscuits will do, one of those. Every single person in a family has a parcel, so we do adults, yeah. we do additional adults, we do children's, we do additional children and we do vegetarian. Now, a few years ago, there wasn't that much around for dietary, like vegan, uh, gluten-free, dairy-free and that. But now there is, and again, we are getting donated those items as well. And I notice here that you've got a lot of things like bolognese sauce. Yep. How do people get the meat to go with their bowl? Fresh foods like fresh chicken. Food. Well, we don't supply the fresh food, unfortunately. We're not equipped for that. What we do, we give them meat. So they may have some stewing steak in a tin, or they might have oh, some meatballs yeah. in a tin, yeah. or they might have some ham in a tin. Yeah. But if you add that, and with the pasta, but not fresh meat. So what about fresh vegetables? We, we do get occasionally fresh vegetables. If as soon as that comes in, it must go out the same day or the day after. Yeah. Same with bread as well. Some people who've got allotments, and they've got an overflow of certain stuff and they come and deliver it to us and we put it out to our clients. As you can hear from this report, the food bank was run with precision. To see it, do head to the More Luton social media accounts where I've put up some videos, but it really is incredible. And if you were in any doubt as to how it all came to run as well as this, we turn back to Paul. This is like a military operation. How do oh, you yes. know what you're doing? Did you organise all yes, this? Yes, I did. Yes, I organised this. When we first moved in here, uh, it was empty. So I was on my hands and knees with some chalk and a, a tape measure and measuring it all out of where everything has to go. Um, as soon as I saw the space behind us, uh, that would be definitely for the volunteers for the sorting and uh, packing. And then we got some racking here. Uh, so everything has to be put. And it's all written down here. So we know where everything is and we got we got a scissor lift which has been donated without that we would be really stuck because we wouldn't be out so high um, we got a van which is great uh, which has been again donated by Luton Public which is brilliant um, so yeah that's how we work it's been doing this for eight years and it, it works it does work you really are the backbone of this operation to, for you to have organized this from nothing mm, yes yeah we did yeah it, it was it's uh, I'm very proud how many hours do you work, Paul, really? <laughs> really? I work about 55 hours a week. 
I work Monday to Saturday, but I don't do it for recognition. I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love my job. And also, I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. It was great to see the staff and volunteers working so passionately and tirelessly to ensure they did a good job for the town. And Paul's also quick to thank their supporters, such as the Mooluton, because without their backing, they couldn't do what they do. The Mowers helped us enormously. We're down there every week picking food up from them, from the Mow and also the public. Uh, we have a couple of supermarkets that help us out as well. Also, people do donate money. So if we do run out of, uh, out of food, then we go out and buy it. People put um, their donations into the box outside of Tesco in that's the mall. Right. Yep. Yep. I guess that's a really good spot. It is, yes. It's an ideal spot because you're near Tesco's. Um, there's not many other supermarkets around there down in Luton. Well, Lidl's right. coming. Well, good. So if Lidl's is there, so that would be another thing that people can go in and donate food and give it to us. So yes, there's that. it's brilliant, absolutely amazing. It's so good to hear the work the Mall Luton does helps these people so much. But now I think it's time that I witnessed a distribution and watched firsthand how people respond to getting their food parcels from Paul. Okay, so due to social distancing and all of that kind of jazz, I'm gonna drive behind the food bank van to their destination point and I'm gonna essentially stalk the workers and see how they give out their parcels and what they do. We've just arrived at the uh, location where the food bank is delivering. There are a number of people, they've um, queued up in a line to access the food from the back of the van. Paul's distributing it now. Paul, you're taking it all out now. Yeah, too. this is bonus stuff that we're putting out for the clients. Oh, there's some toiletries in there. And also we have some brioche buns as well, which we'll give out to them, which needs to be got rid of. All right, I've just stepped away for a minute to talk to you. Um, behind me now, there's around 40 people queued up to collect their food. I've been told that it can go for hours like this, actually, with peaks and flows of people coming to get their shopping. I have to say, seeing the faces of the people being given the donations, is just priceless today. They're just so kind to the staff, they're thankful for their help, and they're not just saying thank you once, they're thanking them repeatedly, which is both heartwarming and heartbreaking, really, in equal measure. All I wanna say is thank goodness that there is a service like this around, because there'll be a lot of people that were struggling if it wasn't. At this point, I think it's important we hear from someone who's used the service. So here's our person who wishes to remain anonymous. So I was moved to Luton um, under refuge and because it was an area I didn't know, um, I didn't know anybody or you know anywhere that I could go to, to get any help. So I was, I was just literally living on the pennies I had in my pocket um, because I didn't know that there was any help initially. I just lived off the basic, you know, food that you could get and, and try to survive. So how did you hear about the food bank? Uh, it was through my GP. Um, they mentioned uh, that there was help out there um, and that the food bank had just recently opened. Uh, it was scary. 
um, but it was an easy process um, from getting the food voucher from the GP right down to coming into the, the centre and you know, meeting the people that were going to give me the food parcels. As soon as I got into that room, they made me feel welcome. And it is a scary process. You don't want to ask people for help. But you know, as soon as I went in there, I was greeted with a smile, you know, a hi, how are you? And I think that is worth a lot more than the help you get sometimes, I think. They, they were really helpful. Not just the food, but the, the people in the distribution centres. You know, the way they spoke to me and, and made me feel at ease and, and calm was lovely. And what would you have done if there wasn't a food bank for you to turn to? I probably wouldn't have eaten. It, it sounds quite drastic, but that's where you are at that point when you've got no money, there is no food, and you don't know that there's help out there. So if you're sitting there, um, you're hungry, there's no food in the cupboards, don't be afraid to come and ask for help. Visiting the food bank today was such an eye-opener and it really helped me to understand the processes better after the point that I donate my tin of beans. It's clearly a much-loved and much-needed service which offers the help and support for people at a time when they most need it. And thank goodness they do, because right now, the way the world's challenged, we need people like this to ensure others are okay. I'm going to leave the final few words to Paul the wonderful warehouse manager at the Luton Food Bank. The Mail has supported Luton Food Bank tremendously. Uh, they give us a lot of food, a lot of support. Um, also, they have come in and helped in the warehouse as a volunteer uh, when we needed it. So it's uh, a great help to us and we really do appreciate it. so much for joining us for the first episode of Luton Life brought to you by the Mall Luton. Please remember to like and subscribe to us so you'll be the first to get each new episode as they drop and also leave us a nice review and follow us on social media at the Mall Luton to meet all the characters such as Paul and see the things that we see during the making of this podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.